The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Side Studies. Welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy I Candy Kimsey. I'll take you to a Jolly Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's pretty good. Wow. No, it's a little bit a, a jolly ranch. <laughs> oh, a jolly one, huh? Yeah. It's uh, straight out of Compton, Ralph Hicks. Represent. And behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. Tonight is Dude's Night at the Borough Giraffe Studio. I didn't even set anything up any different. It's like, I usually just like, you know, there's a room and there's some people on each side. And I just put everybody where they normally go, which so, means everybody's on the right all, side of the room. We're all um, like super we balanced. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, so Sarita is at a youth camp at the beach. I feel so sorry for her. Oh, and exactly. then, yeah. And so Cherry is also, she's a teacher at Vacation Bible School this week. So she can't be here. And uh, so, yeah. You know, it's just the dudes tonight. The dudes. Instead of ladies night. We didn't have to shower, change, Rock no. anything. Yeah. No, yeah. no, nothing at all. Let her guts out. So what we decided for tonight, since we don't have the ladies here, we didn't want to continue with the Esther episodes because that was the point, right? We wanted to do the Esther series and have the ladies input. So we decided we're going to push out the Esther a little bit. We, you know, we have several more chapters to go through. It's supposed to be a summer series. So at our rate of speed, we'll be done by December. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this no. is literally the second longest relationship I've had with a woman <laughs> in, the last year, in the last year. Esther. Uh, Esther. Yeah. Yes, Queen. I'm, I'm thinking about asking her to move in. Make it really weird. Have you enjoyed that study, though? Uh, actually, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah, learned start, something? In- start out a little slow, but then it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's I like really that. starting yeah. to pick up, isn't oh, it? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it when Heyman's just sitting there and you know he can hear those gallows being built and he's like, it's going to get bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And misery. She sure did love company. So what we decided to do, guys, we haven't done a side study in a while. Although um, you you guys who are listening to us, you just recently heard our Who Wrote Hebrews Part 1 because we kicked that side study off. And so, yeah, we're doing another side study. And this one is kind of unique. Uh, I've been studying, uh, thanks to Pastor David Curtis, again, at the Berean Bible Church, uh, for allowing us to use his resources and his uh, uh, on their website, uh, they allow you to. Dist- they'll let you redistribute anything that they do for free. They do not care. That's how much that they believe in the work that they do, and they want to give it away. And so, I thank him because a lot uh, of the things that I've learned in regard to what we're going to be talking about is from him, uh, especially. He did this series called the Feast of Yahweh, or what we would say like the Feast of God, and there's seven specific feasts in the Old Testament. And this episode is going to be like a prequel. I think we're going to run through those notes um, over the next, I'd say, probably six months. We'll just pick one every now and then, and we'll talk about it. We're not going to do it like in succession, kind of like we don't do anything around here. We, yeah, yeah. you know, if you want to hear a whole series, you have to wait till it's complete, yeah. then go back and then re-listen Find to them. it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching Stranger Things. Wait till it's done, and then go back and binge the whole thing. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the way you do it. So I, we still have one more episode of that last season. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah, man. It's it was really good this year. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked, liked it too. It's a little I liked silly. It got a little nightmare on Elm Street at times. And it and did. I don't know that that's a mistake, but it's but not it's a, a mistake. thing that came it's, out. Yeah. It's definitely planned. The Duffer yeah. brothers know him. And it's funny because that one character that plays the blind guy, that's Robert England. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy that played Freddy Krueger no from Nightmare kid- on Elm Street. Oh. Oh, wow. How about that? No kidding. Remember the guy that was blind, the old man that's yeah. blind? Yeah. yeah, that's Robert England. No crap. How about no, that? Didn't know that. That's wow. So yeah. probably, especially given that an intentional homage, I was wondering. I figured it was probably intentional, but I was like, it's getting a little nightmare on Elm Street up in here. It really is. Yeah. It's but I enjoy it. Me and the girls yeah. watch it a lot, so it's fun. Anyway, so tonight's episode, guys, what we're gonna do is part one uh of the Sabbath. Um the Sabbath is such an interesting topic because when you talk to other Christians, if they're a Seventh-day Adventist, they're going to tell you that the Sabbath is on Saturday. And if you're a Baptist, they're going to tell you the Sabbath is on Sunday or when they 
not necessarily they call it the Sabbath, but they'll say Sunday worship. When they changed it. Right, <laughs> yeah, when they changed it. And it's really surprising because in Judaism, uh, Shabbat or the Sabbath was the seventh day, which was Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's It's true. Like That was the seventh day. Uh-huh. That's when they rested. And it's not just that uh, the Jews took off and didn't work in the field that day and they went to um, church you know, or to synagogue. They actually didn't do that. That's not what Sabbath meant for them. Sabbath literally was faith-based. They weren't supposed to work, and God was going to provide more for them on the sixth day of their labor, double the amount of food or double the amount of manna or whatever it was so that they don't have to work, right? Mm-hmm. So on that seventh day, so they could rest, literally rest. And, rest and worship. Yes. However, if you didn't do it and you worked and you profaned it, do you know what the penalty was? Yeah, it was shun you. Death. <laughs> it's in the notes. Ooh. I'll show you. It actually says it in the scripture. If he profanes the Sabbath, he shall be put to death. So if we're breaking the Sabbath now, or are we breaking the Sabbath? I don't know. It gets a little weird, right? So after talking about death, I thought, why not throw a joke in real quick? You know, <laughs> let's get some funny stuff in Uh-oh. here. <laughs> and this would be something that Ralph will like. This is a Catholic joke. So there was this woman, she was this Catholic woman, and she gets married, and her and her first husband have 12 children. And they're just such a huge family, you know? Catholic. Yeah, and sadly, the husband dies. And so she gets remarried, um, and she has eight more kids. So now this woman has 20 kids. And then, sadly, the woman dies. Well, at her funeral, when the priest is speaking on her behalf, he said, um... They are finally back together again. And the sister asked afterwards, she said, "Did you said they, would, they were back together again. Did you mean the first husband or the second husband? He said, no, ma'am, I meant her legs. <laughs> oh. Rick. <laughs> wow. I really didn't see that I, one. I, I meant that and, me either. And, and he called me out and saying it was Catholic. I'm not sure where that train came <laughs> Well, let's just be well, real. There was well, a lot you of know, going yeah, on, right? That's the, I mean, the, the, thing, about, again, the, the bottom line. The, Catholic, I mean, the thing about Catholics. Andrew yeah. Dice Welch. Yeah, right? A little bit. <laughs> I can't help it. Sorry about that being wow. dirty. What was, what's, that, what's that song from The Meaning of Life about the Catholic family? I don't know. Ugh. I just know Catholic Girls by Frank Zappa. That's the yeah. only song I know. You know that one? Or the Kentucky no. Fried No, movie. I don't. You don't know Catholic Girls by Frank Zappa? No, I do not. It's off of Joe's Garage. Don't listen to it. <laughs> May I recommend? You know he's going to download it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually, I mean, Frank Zappa was an amazing musician. Let's just be real. Yeah, he a was. Non-conformist. He, was a, he was a step to the left. Yeah, he's an incredible guitar player, though. Yeah. He really, yeah. really was. Peaches and Regalia. What a great album. What a great song, I mean. All right, so now that we've done, we got that joke out of the way. So <laughs> Dweezil. Oof, yeah. yeah. Get that out of the Dweezil, way early. The moon unit. The moon unit and Dweezil, yeah. Dirty Thursday. So what we're going to do, we're going to look in Leviticus 23 to start with, because that's where the feasts of Yahweh begin. All right, and this is where there are seven major feasts, and that's why we're going to cover them all. We're going to do like a, I don't know, probably an eight, nine, ten part series on these, you know, over the course of a year. I'd say we'll finish about this time next year. We'll throw a feast in here and there when we want to do it. Whenever the ladies aren't here, we'll do a dude's night talking about food. (laughs) Beer. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm going to read in Leviticus chapter 23. This is where we're going to start with, right? And and the Sabbath is kind of the way David Curtis put it is this is the prequel, you know, to the fast, to the to the feasts. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times as are these. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You shall not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord and all your dwellings. So I think we've talked about this before, guys, but anytime you see LORD, when you guys read your Bibles and you see LORD, all caps, L-O-R-D, all caps, mm-hmm. that's the place in the Hebrew Bible where Y-H-V-H shows up. That's where we, when we say Yahweh. And it's really strange to me, guys, that we do not use the word. I know, I know why I understand that they didn't want to take his name in vain, but his name is all over that book. It's in the book 7,000 times and they won't utter it which is odd, but he put it in there, right? But you can write it? But you can write the four letters of it. You can't write it fully. There, you know. Oh, there's well, there more are no, than those there four are letters? There are no vowels in, in Hebrew anyway. Yeah. 
but it's YHVH. But there's no vowels in the Hebrew? No. That makes that thing from the Indiana Jones movie a lot less interesting. (laughs) And anybody gets that maybe, I don't know, 20-year-old movie. Right. 30? I don't know. Yeah. Juice. So when it comes to the Sabbath, um, we've got this broken out in three separate views. And that's kind of, I really thought about this a little bit because this is the way this was laid out for me. And I thought, hmm, is that really true? And I think he is, I think it is true. I think. Frankly, my dear, I think there's another view. (laughs) You do? You think there's a fourth one? There probably is 12. I mean, who knows? Just just take what I said and continue it. Frankly, my dear, I don't. don't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like when we were talking about Hebrews and Billy was like, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Bring on Esther. (laughs) Yeah. So the in question, modern day, in, in in the modern day, does it matter if you're long, if you're, as long as you're giving the Lord His due? Mm-hmm. Well, and and we're going to get into that because at what point you know does this happen? Like when Billy, you grew up in a church. Yep. And what always, day did you go? It was always Sunday. You don't do anything on Sunday. No you work. You don't even mow the grass on Sunday. Nothing. You do nothing. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just, that was the way it was. That's funny that they were that strict. I, I realized that some, you know, religion, some sex and stuff are more strict than others. But nope. a lot of Christian sex always nope. felt pretty loose about that to me. We were right there like Chick-fil-A, nothing. Right. Yeah. You, you don't you do not do nothing. There's, yeah, there's a, a common one you'll see. Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. Yep. Yeah. Right, so that's. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, yeah Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Lobby. A lot yeah. of these Christian, you know, companies are. B&H Photo. Huh? B&H Photo. They're Jewish. Yes, well. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, so they close Friday on, to Saturday. Yep, Friday to Saturday. Yep, that was our day of rest and worship. That's it. I yeah. Mean, that was it. So, <laughs> and that's really yeah, what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's unless, good. I unless, mean, uh, my grandpa said, unless the ox was in the ditch. That's right. That's something that, that's in the scripture in the New Testament. Yep. If the ox yep. was in the ditch and you needed to get him out, yeah. are you really going to call it work or are you going to save your ox? Exactly. And, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I had no idea. What about you, Ralph? Like, it, for you, is it, you know, was it always Sunday for you? Yeah, growing up, it was always Sunday, but I don't know that anybody that I know, even at church, kept it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I grew up know, being taught that Saturday was the Sabbath. Uh, yeah. Even though I went to Catholic schools, they, they talked about it being sab- Saturday, but it would have been changed uh, a long time ago, and there are different views as to why it was changed. Whether it was because the king said, "Hey, we're going to make it on the on the Sunday," or if it was that uh, somebody, one of the popes, decided, "Hey, let's do it on Sunday." Uh, who knows? But you know, throughout the centuries, slaves, no matter what their faith were, they worked every day. Mm-hmm. And there's always been people that have worked all the time, or that have worked on it. So it's just a matter. In my opinion has always been, it's the time that you devote to God mm-hmm. that uh, that matters. And I, I get the people, I, I can hear pastors now going, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. But, you know, most of our pastors have turned into Pharisees anyway. Yeah. You know, dot this I and cross this T and everybody stay in my church and make sure the money stays here instead of, you know, going by what everything's supposed to be. I get that it's a commandment, but that the commandment... Uh, the things change, society changes, and the Lord knows that people need to provide. And mm-hmm. I think that Lord knows your heart, and I know that sometimes you've got to work outside the box. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's, it's not a lot of privilege, but there's a certain amount of privilege with being able to say, there's a day that I will not work on. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like, it's not a wild amount of privilege, but it's that's an amount of privilege. Like yeah. he says, the slaves don't have that much privilege. So, yeah. Yeah. Which they don't know what we're talking about, but that's what Ralph said earlier. Um, you know, ask that question again that you did, you said earlier, because we weren't recording at the time. It was about the slaves. And- so, in, 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 in ancient times, uh, when the Jews were slaves, did they work on Sunday? Right. Did yeah, they work they, on Saturday? Yeah, they worked every day. Yeah. And, and again, the law hadn't come yet, but even if it had, if they were enslaved, they would have done what the captors would have told them to do or die. Yeah. That's the way it would have been, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's safe to say. You know, whenever they were wandering in the desert, God was They'd teaching them about the Sabbath. They've lived in other countries during wartime and uh, been forced to, to work seven days a week then, too. Right. So, I think that it, that's good. And what you said about, you know, the Lord knows you need to provide and all that, that's, that's a great point. 
I think that's what's going on. Yahweh chose Abraham, and out of Abraham came Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes, and then Israel, and he he brings Israel out of Egypt, and then Moses is on the mountain, and God gives the Ten Commandments. And that's where the, for, the first time you hear this about keeping the Sabbath is in, you know, the Ten Commandments is the fourth commandment, you know, thou shalt remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Well, from that point on, the Jewish nation or the Israelites were always sort of up and down with their relationship, but they were God's people. That's that's the point of the Bible in the Old Testament is that they were the chosen people by God, the creator God. And so he's teaching them about himself. And so there's something to be said about these 10 commandments. He's telling them this, I'm holy and you are to be holy. I tell you, you cannot steal. I tell you, you cannot covet. You can't bear false witness. You know, all of these do not commit adultery and all these other commandments. And one of them being, you must rest on the Sabbath day. You know, that's, so God rested after six days of creation and on the seventh day he rested. And so therefore his people also have to rest. That's, I mean, that's really what's going on. But we also know that um, the New Testament, that when Christ comes, that he starts talking about some unique things like fulfilling the law in his own flesh. And he had to observe. I mean, he was a, he was a perfect Jew. Jesus was a perfect Jew. He did this. But he also did things on the Sabbath that the people who were the religious people you know, elite of their time, disagreed with him on, you know? You can't heal a guy that's never walked and then him pick up his mat and start walking. That's work, you know? And it's like, how ignorant can you be? Like, did you see what that dude just did? That well, guy's never walked. Does that work for a man or does that work for God? Because I wouldn't think that God would consider that much work. Well, and that's the point. And that's what he's saying. You know, Jesus would look at the Pharisees whenever they're like, okay, is he going to do something wrong? And, you know, there's a man with a withered hand and it happens to be on a Sabbath day. And he says, which is, you know, which is better that I say your sins are forgiven or, you know, stand up, take up your mat and walk, right? Like, which is, which is better? Well, I say your sins are forgiven and take up your mat and walk. So, you know, Christ was, there's something about Christ that sort of changes things. It's not that he changes the law, it's that he fulfills the law. That's what Christ came for. That's the good news. So, let's get into the views, all right? So, there's going to, we're only today in this part one, we're only going to go over two views. And that's not my, these are not my views, actually. I have a third one. We'll do that in part two. But so let's look at the first view. The Sabbath still stands and it is still on Saturday. So the only ones that I believe, I mean, I don't know about all the religions, but I can definitely say that Judaism look as Sabbath as the holy day, but also the Seventh-day Adventists, right? They'll, they'll and the say, Eastern philosophies. Right, right. Well, when it comes to like Judaism and the law, like Christianity, right? Right, but if you look at the Eastern philosophies of Christianity, oh, okay, they they fulfilled. They, they say it's on Saturday. Oh, okay. Do they? Okay, yeah. So we know that the Seventh Day Adventists would say it. They would say that the Ten Commandments are unalterable. You can read this in Exodus twenty, and then that that day. Um, is to be a holy day. It's a true weekly Sabbath for God. If you don't do it, you're not observing it. You're breaking it. And so Michael Rood, a self-professed rabbi um, who holds to the Saturday worship, says, worship on Sundays and especially sunrise services on Easter are an abomination to the Lord because the sun God was worshiped on Sunday mornings. Oh, wow. That's wild. That's right. So that's so that guy, he's a self-proclaimed rabbi, but he's saying if you worship on Sunday, if you're worshiping God on the Father of Christ on Sunday, it's an abomination. That's what he said. So it's kind of odd. Like they these people really hold to this. So Friday at 6 p.m. till Saturday at, you know, it's like sundown to sundown, you know, for 24 hours. So let me ask about the seven-day Adventists and their okay, so I know that's their day of worship. That's a Sabbath. So, no work, correct? Right. So, if a preacher, or I'm assuming they call them preachers, correct? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, pastors, preachers. Pastors, yeah. whatever. If they get paid, are they not working? <sighs> that is a good point. They don't get paid until Monday, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, I mean, that's I, a great point. I, I it mean, is their. I, I, also, I, I got to thinking, I was like, well, wait a minute. 
I mean, that's, I but, mean, technically it's worshiping, but I mean, I remember my grandpa, grandfather, when he preached, he, he didn't, he, he did, he wasn't paid. Yeah. You know, he worked his 40, 50 hours driving a truck and then he preached on whatever church, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was welcome to or invited to or whatever. So I was, I was just curious. I was like, is that why we got it bumped to Sunday? So we're not technically working, but then like, so seven day Adventist. They don't even like like they don't do anything. Like, nothing. No restaurants. They don't. No are, cooking. No, no, are they one of the ones that no can't use electricity, target. or is that just like That's the, the super? Oh, okay. Quaker. Oh. Well, uh, no, I mean on Sunday, isn't there? Uh, there are they some, don't use. They don't use electricity at all. Any no, day. no, I know, but uh, but there are some. I, it might be just like the super Hasidic Jews or something. Oh, that, okay. that, that don't even use like that. Don't use electricity on that day. Stuff. Yeah, on yeah. That I don't day. know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I, I was just curious. I I, I didn't. I mean. It's not working, but it is if you're getting paid. Right, I, sure. I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I don't. The I don't. New Testament, whenever Paul Paul talks about that a laborer is worth his wage, but he also says that one who shares the gospel is also worthy of receiving his wage. But it's not seen the same way as work. It's because they're it's a spiritual type thing. It's th- okay. there has to be a leader, net, you know of a group of people, there needs to be some sort of administration to be able to control that, to be able to make sure that everybody, you know, everything's happening in order. Yeah. I don't know when it happened for the Catholics. I know in 321 AD, that's when Constantine enacted the first civil law regarding Sunday observance. Uh, but it referred to as a day of rest on the venerable day of the sun, which is where this, uh, <laughs> oh, this, wow. this gentleman okay. that we you were talking to uh, a minute ago was talking about it being an abomination. It started back then when Michael Rude says that's an abomination. That started with Emperor Constantine. I'm not so, sure when all of the different sects adopted it. I'm sure it's different uh, for each one of them. Mm-hmm. So pre-Christian is that? or Well, no, Constantine was a Christian, actually. Okay. He was yeah, 321 AD. So, so somebody had already moved it to the, to the Sunday at that Well, they, no, see, the pagan worship was already going on. So by, by default, Rome was a pagan nation. Uh-huh. Constantine was the first Christian emperor of the Roman Empire. And so what he does is he merges yeah. the ch- the church with the pagan worship and puts it together and then claims that the Christian worship day will be on Sunday. So all of the pagans who are normally worshiping on Sunday, the Christians— Yeah, they don't have to, like, change. Nope, they just yeah. kind of merge them together. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of our customs and words sure. and things like that happen today come all the way back from then. Like, that's—it starts, you know? So that was a good question, Billy. I mean, I, technically, yeah. I mean, I guess we could yell and scream at him like, "You're getting paid, dude, on the Sabbath." But you're working. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, it was, it was it just I don't know. When I was reading over the notes, I was like, "Wait a minute." If he's doing his job, he's doing all of his work during the week, and then he's just sharing with the fold on that Sunday. You know, okay, we'll speaking. give him that. Or sorry, <laughs> Saturday. I mean, sorry. <laughs> well, I was an altar boy in the Catholic Church, and I got a job, and then they they started working me on Sundays, and I asked the priest. Hey, they want me to work on Sundays. He said, "Okay, just don't forget to worship God." Sure, yeah. So, good point. So, with that first view, it's that the Sabbath still stands. That's there are some Christians that believe, or some people that claim to be whatever that that Saturday is still very much the Sabbath. Okay, and then there's another view, a, a view that probably you and I are more used to, Billy, because we're you know Southern. Um, North Carolinians, and this is the Southern Baptist Church or the Independent Baptist Church that we grew up in. Um, they worship on Sundays, and a lot of them say the second view, which is that the Sabbath still stands, but it was changed to Sunday. And the reason why they say that is because there are some New Testament scriptures that talk about the Lord's Day, that way they were breaking bread on the Lord's Day and on the Lord's Day. It ends up being that the Lord's Day is the day that Jesus resurrected, which was on the first day of the week, Sunday. So that's where that comes from, right? So there, there Adam Clark uh, in his commentary on 1 Corinthians 16 says this, it appears from the whole that the first day of the week, which is the Christian Sabbath, was the day on which their principal religious meetings were held in Corinth and the churches of Galatia and consequently and all other places where Christianity had prevailed. This is a st- strong argument for the keeping of the Christian Sabbath. And so it was really the Puritans who really locked in that 
because of what Christ did on the cross and because of the fulfillment of the law that now when you read in the scriptures, you will see places, and I'll read one here in a minute in the book of Acts, uh, where it talks about that they met on the first day of the week or on the Lord's day, or John talks about in the Revelation, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. They call it the Lord's day. You would think, well, does that mean Sabbath? Because that's the Lord's day. Well, that was the day of rest. The Lord's day was his resurrection day, the Sunday, the first day of the week. So, it was, you know, anyway, so the scriptures that are used to support that Sunday Sabbath thought is in Acts 20 and 7. And here's what it says. And on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to depart the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight. So, because it says that they broke bread on the first day of the week, and then Paul's actually speaking to somebody, it sounds like a church service, right? It's like a Sunday night church service. That's what it sounds like. Or a podcast. Or a a Tuesday night, Thursday night, whatever (laughs) podcast time you want, yeah. What day is it? Yeah. (laughs) So, but interesting enough, if you you go to Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it actually says that the early church broke bread daily. It wasn't just the first day of the week. It was a, it was a common thing that they did back then. They actually broke bread every single day. They got together, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to. <clears throat> there's not enough scripture evidence, truthfully, to say that Sunday was the day like that. It just says that they did things on Sunday, it, but Paul used to go into the synagogues, and Paul used to also. You know, he would observe the Sabbath at certain times when he was with certain Jews, right? Like that's, he was still Jewish. The temple worship was still going on. Yes, Christ had died, but the law, you know, and the prophets and all that, all of those Old Testament prophecies had not been fully consummated or fulfilled. So they were still in temple worship at the time. So these Jewish Christians, that would have been difficult to do for them to switch from the Saturday, which was the common Sabbath of the law, to all of a sudden, we're just going to switch days. We're going to do Sunday now. Yeah. And people don't like change. No. <laughs> Especially change like that. Yeah. Like right. Tra- change involving changing tradition. Yeah, that doesn't really happen super fast. Right. Yeah. So, both of these views, whether you believe that the Sabbath is truly Saturday or if you think that it changed and it was truly on Sunday, um, here's the thing, though. If you're going to follow the law, if you're going to say, okay, we have to still abide by God's holy law that was written in the Old Testament, if you're going to follow that, then listen to what it says in Exodus 31, 14. Therefore, you are to observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. So the fact is, whatever you want to argue, if you want to go back to the Old Testament way of life, and you're going to hold to that law, if you profane it, then you should be put to death. I Yeah, but that's that. it kind of goes back on itself immediately. Like, How's that? Whoever works on it will be cut off from his people. So are we talking about the definition of profane needs to be sharpened for us or are we being hyperbolic it, with put to the death? The profaning of that is simply that you work on a Saturday. But then it's followed immediately by the phrase, if you work, then you'll be separated from your people, which is not To be cut off means death. to be killed. No, it is. Cut in off this, from your people. In that context, death, cut off. In this context, cut off is the same when we did the study on the Messiah being cut off or chopped off or whatever, destroyed. Mm-hmm. Same word. Okay. So, so that does mean death. death. Why did they use the cut off? It's just, it's, I think just it's- Just like maybe a turn of phrase or how something. How many people do you think hey, they actually killed for it except for people that the, the rabbis or Pharisees were trying oh, to get rid of? I, I think that's probably true. I think you'd have to, it's like one of those things like, you know, you, you get pulled over because you're suspicious- yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah, like that guy looks weird. Let's check him out. So listen to this. So Seventh Day Adventist writer uh, states in his article, "What are you going to do about Sunday, which is an ordinary workday, posing as the Sabbath of the Almighty?" <laughs> okay, posing as, and more importantly, what are you now going to do about the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath of the Almighty God? Bear in mind that the seventh day of the week was is, and ever will be the true Sabbath day. Those who ignore this fact are guilty of breaking one of the Ten Commandments. And again, find that in Exodus 20. And that is sin, for sin is the transgression of the Almighty's law. 
And here's the interesting part. He's right. He's actually right. The Sabbath is Saturday. Sure. According to the Old Testament, according to the law, Sabbath, Shabbat, is on a Saturday. I always heard it was, even though we did it on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always heard that too. Yeah. So, to for those who say the Sabbath is actually the Sabbath, yes, you're right. Those who say that the Sabbath changed to Sunday, uh, it's actually incorrect. Because there is nothing scripturally that says that. It does not say. They just did things every day. They didn't do things on particular days. And even though they did some things on the first day of the week, it never says, and Jesus said to change this, and this is the way it's going to be. So the fact is, the Sabbath is truly Saturday. If you're going to follow the law— Maybe and, it's one of those spirit of the law rather than letter of well, the law things. Well, it's the law and how did Jesus come in and how, how, did, how did his coming— And we're going to get into that with the third and your fourth and fifth and sixth views that you have. But, but <laughs> so let's just, let's break it. I'm not making fun of him. I mean, he has oh, other yeah, views. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's not the point. So if you violate the Sabbath according to the law, then you are literally breaking one of the Ten Commandments, Period. That's true. Let's read it. Uh, Exodus 20, what I said, where we would find it. Remember the Sabbath day, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It's the first labor law. There it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> so grateful. It was. That's exactly right. So, if the Ten Commandments says to keep the Sabbath, then now the question is, are we bound by the Ten Commandments as Christians? So I'm going to ask a series of questions, okay? I just I would like you guys, obviously, Andy, you answer if you however you want, because you probably would say, I don't necessarily believe in that, but I don't mind the law, right? So here it is. Are Christians duty bound to have no other gods but Yahweh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Ralph? Oh yeah, I I, I read it all. You're, you're, I I believe in all the Ten Commandments. That doesn't mean that I keep them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking if you keep him. I'm just asking if you're duty-bound to them. I think we're duty-bound to all of them. To all the Ten Commandments? Yes. Including the Sabbath? Inclu- yes. Okay. So, Andy, obviously, the no gods before God, you can understand why yeah, sure. no, the God yeah, chose his people, and that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. All right. So, how about uh, no idols or images today? Do you think that we're duty-bound to that? Yeah. Okay, Ralph, are you just going to say yes to all of them? All right, very good. Is that what you're going to do? Don't take God's name in vain. Yeah, keep yeah. the Sabbath. I mean, yeah, there's it's a the good fourth one. God, uh, God line there. Yeah, it sure is. Right. So, um, honor your parents. No murder. No adultery. No, no stealing. stealing no not lying. bearing false witness. No coveting. No. So you agree? Like you say that it's that as Christians we are truly duty bound to the Ten Commandments. Yeah, which would include the Sabbath. That's pretty safe to say. And yeah. the Sabbath is on Saturday. Yep. So why are we going on Sunday? It says rest on Saturday. We can worship any day. So uh-huh. let's just rest on Saturday like God did um, and then worship him on Sunday. I mean, Billy, oh. you'd have made a good lawyer. Look at that. <laughs> so, Bam. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, mean uh, I don't know. You know all right, no, all good. right, all right. Yeah. You're not allowed to fish or hunt. Yeah, I mean, so like when we well, get, go to restaurants, catch and release. So, so that's so not worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, right. I was you got that say, right. Like, what if, what if you enjoy fishing and hunting? When does it, when does it not work? <laughs> but that, so, I enjoy so, killing. No police, no nurses, no doctors, no restaurants, nothing on Saturday, right? Well, yeah, I mean, accor- yeah, according to the Old Testament law, the commandment, it's the Saturday, do yeah, not work. Yeah, no hospitals. Everything is shut down across the world. Yeah, but not and, ERs, because that's kind of the mule ditch exception. Yeah, yeah, this is true. You know, there's mule, I mean, there's I gotta, mule ditch exceptions. I, I got to have that, a Big yeah. Mac on Saturday. It's yes. a day of rest. That is a mule right. ditch I mean, exception. Yeah, exactly. So, so 
All right. So let's let's ask you to. I'm sure you guys have heard this posed before, but so if you're going to try to follow the law, like that's what you're trying to do is to follow that law, and I get it, right? Um, do you feel like you are you allowed to eat shrimp? No, I can't. I'm allergic. Okay, that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, bingo. How about you? I got Ralph? one. I don't have a problem with shrimp. You know, how about you, Randy? Do you eat shrimp? Uh, yeah, but I always regret it. It's like the smell follows you around for a little while afterwards. It feels like a sin. <laughs> Andy, it's not the shrimp. Uh, listen, I had a friend. Every time she ate fried shrimp, I mean, it was like, okay, I got to go home now. I know that, friend, because I've heard this story before. <laughs> it's so funny. What, to take a shower? No. <laughs> That's how take, I feel about take shrimp. A sh- something. Oh, that too. See, no, mine's like, no, like really, like a shower. Shower. Yeah. shower. Because it has a shower vein down it. So it's kind of. <laughs> I just, yeah, so no, they, they, they don't taste bad, but I'm always left with. Yeah, the, the smell, which is not great to me, and right. it's a little hard to wash off. I don't like the little ones. I like the big ones. I like I like Dwight on the office. He he's at like a dinner party, and this lady's got like this giant jumbo shrimp, and she's about to eat it. And he says, "You see that black line on the back of your ship? That's feces." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I devein mine. Thank you. Yeah, Shoo. that's funny. Well, let's read Leviticus chapter eleven, verse nine and ten, and let's see what it says. These you may eat, whatever it is in the water. All that have fins and scales, those in the water, in the seas, or in the rivers, you may eat. But whatever it is in the seas and in the rivers that do not have fins and scales among all the teeming life of the water and among all the living creatures that are in the water, they are detestable things to you. I think a shrimp has a fin. No. That's not a fin? A That's not a tail. That fin flat thing at the end? It's a tail, yeah. Lobster, mm. crab. Pretty much anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Sea insects. Bottom yeah. feeders, they eat poop. Sea insects. Yeah. Sea insects. <laughs> Possum That's not a lobster. It's a giant sea insect. Right. Possum of the sea. So, l- listen, Americans, if you're eating shrimp and you're trying to keep the law, if you are believing that you're trying to keep the law. Are you going to hell now? <laughs> <laughs> if you're eating shrimp on Saturday. Southern. <laughs> you know, the devil's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so. Listen to what James says in James chapter 2, verse 10. He says, for whoever keeps the whole law. And yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. If you stumble in one point, you're guilty of all. So I'd say name one person that doesn't in their mind sin at least once a day. Jesus. And there it is. (laughs) The one. There you go. The only. That's right. And that's why, by grace, I am saved. That's right. And for all you out there that are sinners too, we are all saved by the grace of Jesus. That's right. So the old. So does that mean we don't pay the Ten Commandments no no attention? Well, I'm going to get into that. Oh, okay, that's my third view, and I oh, want. Okay. I want Sorry, to there are a lot of people that have used that for an excuse over oh, the I years, yeah. and I, I like I, said, I go back to God knows your heart. Yeah. Whenever you ask somebody, so hey, you know, do you believe in God? And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I I do the Ten Commandments. I feel like I'm good. I'm going to go to heaven. And it's like, do you do the Ten Commandments? I don't think so. You know, I'm pretty sure you don't. You know, I saw you out there busting that. You know that rock with that hammer on Saturday. You know you're you're breaking it. Now that was the Sabbath, or that you know. I've seen Jesus, your taxes. <laughs> yeah. When, whenever Jesus starts talking about law, man, it gets pretty wild in the Sermon on the Mount. He starts talking about, you know, you said, you know, when he starts talking about adultery, and he was like, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery, and you're like, yep. And that's, I mean, Oops. think about it. Billy does there's it like all, eight or five times a day. There's yeah. all the girls looking at Billy. <laughs> I mean. All the girls looking yeah, at Billy. Yeah, I mean, all the I'm looking at tonight candy. is Rick. You That's know? right. <laughs> With they come key. up to him, they're like, hey, I candy. And he's like, I'll take you to the Jolly Ranch. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Rick, we're going to die no. here now. <laughs> That's what so, he said. Rick's- all right, so here's the thing. The old covenant law is a complete unit, all right? So if you break one commandment, you're guilty of all of them. That's just that's what James just said. So what people have done, Thomas Aquinas especially in the 13th century tried to do, was break up that law into specific categories. All right? So what he did was, or not only he, but a lot have, they have what they call the moral law. Then they have the judicial law or the civil. And then they also have the ceremonial law. And they take that division and they're like, okay, so if it's moral, yes, we need to follow it. But if it's like ceremonial, no, right? So we don't have to do the the slaughtering of bulls anymore. Well, ceremonial because, you know, he was basically a Catholic. 
That's right. Hello, ceremony. Yeah, exactly. So when it came to it, they started splitting it up saying, well, that's, you know, that's the way to see it. However, the problem with that is that that's nowhere in the Bible. It never says it in the Bible. Remember what our show's about. We need to unlearn what we've been told and taught. Let's let the book speak for itself and see what it has to say. It doesn't say anything about splitting up the law. Boy, it, that that gets to be a biblical literalist and live that way. That gets pretty tricky. I'm not but. trying to. I'm not trying to live it. Yeah. I'm trying to read it and understand it. All right, fair enough. Because the fact is, I can't live the Old Testament law. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, it's wild. I, and nor do I want to. <laughs> like, not interested. But as far as understanding the scripture, I'm no different than anybody else. Whoever sits down and reads the Bible has the ability to sit down and read and learn it. But if they take those laws and they take the things in their minds and they shape my culture and they tell me, sorry, you can't buy a beer at 9 a.m. on a Sunday because yeah. we need to make sure that you don't buy beer until after we need 12. To, yeah, we need you to be sober for well, church. that's like all these liberals coming from the Northeast and from California moving into cities. And, and I don't buy beer on everything. Sundays. I don't buy beer anytime because I don't drink it. Try, <laughs> trying whatever. to change the laws and you know all these carpetbaggers coming in and Texas, and you've been able to do this forever and ever, and now all, all these people from California coming in wanting to change the laws so that so you can be more like California. Giant, giant migration just I to change laws. I think there ought to be a moratorium on it. You, you move to a new place you, 50 years before you can start getting elected and changing laws. 50 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That seems reasonable. Right. Hey, you know what? I, I was born and raised here. I want to do what I was raised to, to do, and you can take your rules and— Go back to California. <laughs> just, just those specific rules that you that you like, right? So, yeah, don't impose, <laughs> just your just, rules. Nobody well, else's rules. Don't come and impose your, your yeah, philosophy yeah, and your uh, worldview no, on me. No worldview but mine. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I'm with other I'm, opinions, other ways of life. No, no I never, get it away. Don't I, hurt me. I don't mind them. Just don't try to force your opinion on I me. I just love what, the fact. What, what What are you being forced to do? I, that that carpetbaggers have forced you to do. I'm I'm so I delight in hearing I'm, this. I'm, I'm I'm talking about Texas and <laughs> now, what are Phoenix. they being forced to do that carpetbaggers are forcing them to do? They're changing the laws. Like what laws? I don't care about changing the laws. Tell me the thing. <laughs> Here we go, pal. Tell me the thing. <laughs> I will, I'll bring you a list. No. no, I want it now. I've got one you, for you. You got it in your head well enough to make an impassioned argument about it. <laughs> Tell me what they're doing. Yeah, no, okay. I'm going to hop in. You ready? Yes. I don't like the fact that they're making me build a wall down there in Texas. Are you building the wall? No, I'm not. <laughs> you should build the wall. I really don't care. <laughs> I do like the idea that the federal government are giving uh, some laws back to the state. I like that. Well, because it allows yeah. us to have pockets in the nation where people in the South can beat people without <laughs> without issue. <laughs> and, you I, know, and I, that's I am okay. Mixed. I am mixed on the states' rights thing. Are you? Yeah, I'm mixed. It, like, I see that it has advantages, but it only has... It only has advantages when things are going wrong, right? Because you're like, well, at least here it's legal. But that's like <laughs> never, right? I but like that's, the sigh. <sighs> at least here it's yeah, legal. Or, 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 you know what I mean? Or the reverse also being true. At least that is against the law there. Uh, but that that's only ever like, you're only ever saying that with a positive bent mm-hmm. when there's a problem at the what you believe in at the federal level. Right. So if we get into abortion, you have somebody who's in poverty, they have an issue, they need to have an abortion yeah. for whatever their medical reasons may be, yeah. and they literally cannot because they live in the state of whatever and they don't they're not allowed like in Texas. They're not yeah. allowed to do it in Texas and so they can't get out of the state so they're forced to have this child and next thing you know, it kills the mother or right. kills Are the there child any states that have a law that say that you can't get an abortion if yes. the mother's life in danger? Uh, yeah. Uh, there are some. Are. There's just a couple, yeah. but there are a lot of states yeah. are saying that it's a you know, or if it's incest. And remember the one that ten year old girl in Michigan that got impregnated by some random dude. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like by rape, by yes. rape, and it's like, look, guys, I mean, this is rough. Like, yeah. I do not, you know, I don't envy anybody that has to make these decisions. Absolutely not. That's just no. it. So anyway, but when it comes to law, what we were just talking about, think about being a Jew. God said, this is my law. Follow it. Everybody in the nation, this is what you have to do. Now, if you don't do it, then you're going to be sinning against me, and that's a problem. However, I'm going to make a way that I can atone for you. Every year, if you come up and you bring your lamb and you bring your doves, now there's poor that can't get it. What's going to happen? Well, there's ways, there's ways through their law that they can get it, and then they can get atoned for every single year. 
it comes to that, right? That's the law. That's to me, it's so like it's harsh, but it's so much easier. It's like everybody has to do the same thing. Yeah. This is the way it is. Yeah. If you have a loving leader. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, right. If you have a really, you know, a despot who hates you, that's going to stink, right? So, it's, yeah, it's anyway you look at it, it's hard. However, yeah. so let's say this in your Bible, there are two main sections of your Bible, Billy. Mm-hmm. Two main sections. What are they? Old New Testament. All right. You said Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then what? New Testament. Bing bong. New Testament meaning New Covenant. I might sample that bing bong. That, <laughs> that was a good that had qualities. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so in the New Covenant, if Christ fulfills the law in His own flesh, then all of those Old Testament laws and ceremonies and morals and all that stuff actually go by the wayside. That's because he's fulfilling the law in his own flesh. If we receive what Christ did for us, then that doesn't mean that we are allowed to just do whatever we want because he actually tells us the way to live. Christ teaches us nine of the Ten Commandments. The only one he doesn't is the Sabbath. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what we're going to get into in the next episode is that. We're going to break that down. Okay. Only nine of the Ten Commandments are actually taught by Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament. The tenth one— That's wildly interesting. And the tenth one that wasn't was the Sabbath, and there's a very specific reason why, and it's incredible. And so, tune in next time (laughs) on the Burrows of Berea. (laughs) Quality cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like that? So anyway, yeah, guys. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you will look at a, look us up on Patreon. So I figured this out. A lot of people are like, "How do I find you?" You're right. It's kind of a pain to find. So go to www.patreon.com forward slash the Burrows of Berea, and you will see some people are giving now, which is pretty cool. Great. Thank you very Amazing. much. I'm putting out our notes ahead of time, like a week ahead of time. Those people that are paying. Uh, oh, well, that's not really cool. paying. Yeah, so I'm giving the notes one week ahead. If you want to read up on the notes before we have the episode, then when you're riding down the road, you don't have to read the notes. You can kind of remember what you read, which is kind of cool. And so, I mean, you're not paying for it, it's, but it's we're nice just adding to, extra content. It's nice to double digest if you're actually trying to learn. If you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's just it. And uh, we and Billy also, I want I want to do a special episode where we do a Q and A. I've got a lot of questions that have come in, and so I thought it would be fun to try to answer those questions to the best of our ability, like live, live Ooh. in the studio. Ooh. So okay. we'll read their questions and we'll just try to answer oh, that's them. Fun, yeah, sure, yeah, it'll be fun. Right. Yeah. And if we get it wrong, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> We're not a church. <laughs> no, we'll do our best. We really will. And if we can't, you know, and we'll even ask some of the listeners. Look, if we ask a, you know, if we get a question that's asked to us and we get it wrong, then write us they and tell us why. Have to ask them. They will. I got to tell you <laughs> yeah, something. I got an email from Tiziana today. Oh, oh, that's and neat. she and we're going to get into this. She's like a response to an episode. It was in. It was actually our episode in Samson and Delilah. And she was talking about us discussing the lion uh-huh. and how you couldn't touch the dead corpse. Uh-huh. And she did some research in the Hebrew and found out that I was actually wrong and she wants to talk about it. So, so, so we're going to record I was that. Like, where I was like, is the lion a corpse? That's You were food. right. You were right. Ta-da. Look at you being right. I, I was right wrong. See? It <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, but it was really cool. And that's that's one of the things Tiziano says. She'll drive down the road and she'll be like, ah, no. Yeah. And she'll want to say something, you know. I want people to write in and, and call in, and, you know. And just to bring a big tag from the past, send me a picture of some poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Don't, don't, maybe I should edit that out. You might not yeah, like the results yeah, of that. Yeah. Probably get that. Yeah. Anyway. It may not be an emoji. Yeah. Well, Billy, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Ralph, as always, thanks for being here, Andy. Thank we you. will talk to you guys next time on the Burrows of Berea. Hey, guys, this is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea, you'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. I want to be Rick with a silent P. (laughs) At the beginning. Please keep it silent, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just got it, huh? (laughs) Yes, I yes, I sure did take that long. Yeah. I I work with a lady. She that she called me that for years.
Sue, she used to come up and she'd say, what's going on, Rick, with a silent P at the beginning? I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Please keep it silent. Yeah, I'm your boss. (laughs) I wasn't her boss. Oh, okay. No, no, no. This was back whenever we were just co-workers. Are we rolling, Andy? Yes. We are rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What is it? I've been listening to Limp Biscuit lately. Rolling, 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 rolling. Well, it's kind of like I I was watching the Woodstock 99 uh, biography. What a crap show. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I remember remember it. I I did not watch the... But I remember the news. I wanted to go to it because I was a big corn fan. And, you know, I love corn. Are you serious? Yes. I was a huge corn fan. I love corn. Yeah, they're fantastic. That album, like, there's like two albums there that are... Really good and super. I, I mean, to me, they were really pretty groundbreaking at the time. Oh, their know? first oh, album, I yeah. bought it as soon as it came out. They were. I was at a grocery store. They sold it in a big box. You could yeah. go in there and put in twelve dollars and buy a CD. Man, that was <laughs> off the hook. Yeah, it was. It was. It was different. I, I, it was I challenge raw. anybody. That's what it was. Raw. I challenge yeah. anybody. Jonathan Davis was so cutting edge and so different. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, let's just yeah. think about. It. I mean, honestly, oh, it was like you took a left turn in music, and his lyrics yeah. were fantastic. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, I don't want to say ahead of their time, but they were the at the crest of that particular wave for sure. Yeah, they were the they were really the ones for new metal. They really kind of kicked it off in the the nineties, you know. Yeah. But so I was watching that documentary about uh, Woodstock '99, and it's it's basically like a frat party. That's what it was. It was like a white dude frat party. And so whenever Fred Durst gets up there, the guy that's like narrating the documentary is like, and Fred Durst, we went to him and we're like, listen, things are getting a little rowdy out there. We would really appreciate it if you tell everybody to like to be calm, like they're breaking stuff out there and just be calm. And he's like, cool, man, cool. So he goes out there and he's like, is anybody just pissed off and just tired of this? And they played their song, Break, Break Stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and then it was like, so pretty much Fred Durst Threw us the middle finger and said, "Give me something to break. <laughs> Give me something to break." Yeah, a Greek wedding. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that, but that whole thing and like uh, Alanis Morissette was there and she did her set. It was huge. Yeah, and then he came on after Fred Durst comes on after and he's like, "Birkenstock rock sucks," you know. <laughs> so how'd you like them apples? But corn oh, did man, awesome. Lollapalooza. Yeah, I mean, Corn was awesome in that on the 99. But anyway, so I was watching that, you know, and, and I was like, man, I haven't listened to that stuff in a long time. And I enjoyed it, but, you know, whatever. Whenever you try to listen to, like, the clean version, it's like, give me something to break. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Except it does the, like, the little DJ. <laughs> so you can't hear the word. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 